0: I'd like you to meet Lola Royal-Wright. Lola and I have a great conversation this week about her son Trey's decision to leave school after just two weeks, his first semester of freshman year. If you haven't already listened to Trey's episode, pop back to last week and check it out. This week, Lola and I talk about how when everything looks right on paper, but when you get there and it doesn't feel right, what do you do? And how to trust your wisdom and trust yourself. How do you decide when it's right? And also, what about student loan debt? Does it make sense to take on big debt when we're not even sure what we're pursuing? Check this episode out for that and so much more, and I'll look forward to seeing you on the back end. So on our last conversation, you mentioned son in college. I decided that I wanted to talk to you a little bit about him because I think his journey is equally fascinating, mm-hmm. and it's a conversation I'm really excited to be having because, um, well, because he's decided he's he's freshman and first semester freshman, and he decided pretty early on that this isn't the place for him. Yep. And I want to know um, how you helped navigate how you, how you've helped him navigate that that transition, what's going on with him and what he's doing as a result and all of that good stuff. So speak to that.
1: Well, one of the things that I didn't realize in his process was that he thought he had to have the level of clarity that his sister had going Uh. into college. And so she knew from the time she was little what she wanted to do and what she wanted to pursue. And because that was really his only point of comparison, he thought that that was normal.
0: Mm -hmm. And it
1: never occurred to me to explain to him that that wasn't normal.
0: Okay. This is so big. Yeah. So big. Because I remember when Robert was going through his senior year and he was applying... He kept saying, like, I don't know what I want to do. And it was so much stress and mm-hmm. pressure. And he had a belief that he needed to know what he needed to do because everyone around him, quote, unquote, thought they knew what they needed. Well, and from the time you're, like, in
1: first grade, they have all these, like, career fairs happening in schools. Well, like, maybe about, you want
0: to be a firefighter. Who maybe do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. What are you going to do when you grow up? It's like, asking, oh,
1: my gosh.
0: It's a lot of flipping pressure. Yeah. So I think this is so important because I, I, I think there's a lot of pressure. On a 16, 17-year-old to know what they want to do. Yeah,
1: and it's like I can see both the gift and the challenge in that. I mean, it's great to have something to focus your attention on and to move towards. Uh, But in this case, I think he just put too much pressure on himself. Um, Although, you know, I trust that everything has sort of organized itself rightly. Mm -hmm. Uh, He basically decided he wanted to do sports broadcasting. I mean, he was a student athlete in two sports. He uh, is a great writer, and he's got a charismatic personality. and so, so it makes sense on paper. Totally makes sense. And it was like, okay, well, then I'll go do sports broadcasting. And so I'm looking at the top sports broadcasting schools in the country. I want a big city and a warm climate. There are basically three really good options for that. He went to one of them, Arizona State University, the Walter, Walter Cronkite School of Mass communication and journalism. And I mean, it's this incredible state of the art facility uh, that I could tell he wasn't super excited about, but he was sort of like, well, I guess this is where I'm going because this is what I
0: said I'm doing. And it's the kind of like the right thing. Everything on paper looks right.
1: Yeah. And so he ended up there uh, with some reservation and, I mean, very, very swiftly. Like, within the first two weeks, he's like, I'm not supposed to be here. This is not where I'm supposed to be. And it's funny. It was interesting talking to – like, I really trust my kids and I really trust the wisdom in him that knows, like, this isn't it. This is not – it's just not right. You know, and it's one thing to just – have a, some need some time to adjust to a yeah, place yeah but this was something else
0: how could you tell how could you tell because I've been talking to so many students and working with a lot of students and that first first semester freshman year is hard yeah it's adjusting it's getting used to new people new place and a lot of kids want out I think right?
1: I just knew too I mean in both
0: of the visits I was like
1: I don't know something's not right about this place and it wasn't like The place was wrong. It was just like, I just, I don't see him here. But it was like, it checked all the boxes. Mm -hmm. So uh, he ended up going there, and I just kept talking to him. Like, you know, we did our own little processes to listen to, like, what he really wants. And eventually he got clear that, you know, the challenge, there were a couple things. Number one, sports broadcasting doesn't give him an outlet to make an impact. And he got clear that making an impact on the planet really matters to him Mm. so he didn't he realized he doesn't want to just pursue something for the sake of pursuing something if it doesn't you know contribute to the evolution of humanity and society then it's not enough for him
0: so that was one big piece of clarity that's a huge piece of clarity and and i would argue i'm just to be devil's advocate for a minute that potentially he could make a lot of impact in sports and sport broadcasting. Who knows? Totally, we, we don't actually know. Oh, the other thing he
1: learned because this was is a super intensive program that you're like in your major right away. If you're not basically a, a major league athlete that parlays your career into being a pundit, mm-hmm. uh, then you basically have to spend several years like working the beat mm-hmm. as a journalist. And he was clear, like, I have no interest in doing that. So I still believe he could, like, you know, that's looking at things very linearly. You could totally circumvent Mm -hmm. all kinds of things, you know, and you can't always predict them. But I think he was just like, I don't want to spend four years learning how to be a journalist. Like, that does not sound interesting Mm -hmm. to me. And so you know he also you know interestingly enough conversely from his sister he was like i have no interest in taking on a bunch of student loan debt especially if i'm not on fire about what i'm doing where i am and what i'm studying okay pause
0: yeah so i just want to i want to like exclamation point right there because in our last conversation in olivia's interview we talk about her willingness to take on pretty big debt yes and um it's specific because it was really sort of nurturing her passion. Yes. But absent of that, mm-hmm. you know, no, not such a good idea. Yeah, dead so,
1: for the sake of dead, forget it. No and way. He got, he was, got, re- I mean, that was also really exciting to watch uh-huh. him. And they like, he didn't really understand, like, I have all these spreadsheets and possible options and da 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 da. And I thought, again, I thought he was sort of understanding it more comprehensively than he was. And then he started to navigate the financial aid office at the university and realized like, I don't want to take on this kind of debt. So then he got really clear that uh, what he was willing to take on was in-state tuition debt. And uh, he had an opportunity to play at a D3 school in Illinois that was very expensive and gave him a pretty significant academic scholarship. And he could also, you know, apply to the University of Illinois and any other number of state schools. He ended up getting uh, into the University of Illinois. The cost of the University of, of Illinois was the same cost as the D3 school net of the scholarship. And so then he was basically like, okay, well now I'm not making a choice based on price. Now it's really about where do I want to be? And so he has decided to go to the University of Illinois at Champaign-Urbana. And, you know, still he's sort of in this, he was in this inquiry around like, this whole thing is a racket. Like I have to pay $30,000 a year to go somewhere just to figure out what I want to do.
0: Yeah. As opposed to a sister who's Going to gain the skills that she needs to do what she wants to do. Right. So different experience.
1: Yeah, and but what I said to him is like, look, I don't have any attachment to you going to college necessarily, although I do think that it's a place where you create relationships, you get experiences, you know, you build a network, etc., you learn about yourself. Um, but you don't have an alternative. So if you were sitting here saying I am ready to go to Ecuador and I want to take on, you know, some project or whatever. I mean, you know, if there was something something else you wanted to do, then I'd be like, great. But I don't really love the idea of you sitting at home and, you know, working a minimum wage job unless it's part of a strategy. Yeah. And that strategy could be I'm going to do my gen eds at community college. I'm going to work full time because we're not going to just sit around. Right. And uh, then that would... But I always like to know, what's the big picture? What yeah. are we working towards? So he's decided to go to the University of Illinois. I'm knowing he's going to have an amazing time. Yeah, He's going to... And the other thing that's interesting that he learned about himself going to school the first semester is that where he previously was like, I have no interest in a semester abroad. He's, he's now realizing, I actually need to learn some things about myself mm. I want to find out what are my interests what are my curiosities what if I want to make an impact on the planet how do I want to make an impact on the planet where
0: do I want to make an impact on the planet I gotta tell you like Robert Scaffier was so of service yeah. to him getting clarity and I've said to him I've said this to him since he's been in school he gets farther and farther away. Like mm-hmm. The noise gets mm-hmm. in the way of his own clarity. But
1: the truth is that experience will never leave him. Well, sure. You know, sure. and so...
0: But there's places where it's easier to access yeah. than others. Yeah. And
1: But it, I just feel encouraged that he actually is open to immersing himself in another location, another culture. I think that's, like, so important well, to get out of your own world.
0: So how did he... Um, have the presence of mind, because I think this escapes most kids, Um, and maybe this has to do with his upbringing and your background, but how do you have the presence of mind to think about future financial self? Well, he watches us spend
1: $1,500 a month on our own student loan debt. A lot of times I'm like, this system sucks. I definitely, I mean, my husband spent $120,000 on a master's in landscape architecture, when well, I think the average annual income for a landscape architect is like $50,000 a year. I okay, mean, so that math is terrible. It's like, a terrible math. But that makes so, no
0: sense. But it's true in all of education. So this is the conversation now, what, what Trey was saying originally, like why would I invest all this time, money, take out all these loans to do something that I don't even know what I want to do? And all of our, our kids and students are doing that right now. Yeah. For those kids who don't know what they want to do, what would you say? I guess
1: I would say just keep listening to what brings you alive. You know, like, what do you, what, what has you got excited when like time disappears? What are you doing in those moments? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it took me a long time to figure out what I was on the planet for. I mean, it took me until I was like 36, which for some people, you know, who are older than that and still don't know what they want to do may sound like, well, you're so fortunate, but You know, I was married to a guy who was pursuing what he loved. My mom was pursuing what she loved. You had people
0: around you with examples. But uh, that's the other piece. I think that the way we started this conversation, Trey was saying, I don't know what I want to do. So few people know what they want to do at 17. And so if we just follow, you know, what lights us up, it eventually leads us there. I mean, like, I knew, I was like Olivia. I knew in the eighth grade. I applied to college in eighth grade. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And... I didn't think it was the end-all, be-all. It's just like, this is just what I want to do. Right. And then I did that for a while until it led me someplace else, Till it led me someplace else. So, so many students are under this misconception that I need to know now and I have to make this big investment. And I I, I wanna- think college is a great experience. I don't know. I guess my point
1: is like, Go on an adventure. Life is an adventure. Use college as an adventure. If college is an adventure for you, do it that way. If if that doesn't feel like the system that excites you, go on an adventure somewhere. Go do something. You know, my, my husband was... Um, a, did the Rotary Youth Exchange. He did not go from high school to college. He took a year off. He did the Rotary Youth Exchange where he was an exchange student in France. The whole thing was paid for by the Rotary Club. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, like I think that's a huge resource that people should check out. Mm-hmm. It was a life-changing experience for him. I mean, he had very little obligations and commitments. He was literally just there to have an experience. Yeah. He was in France for a year. I mean, he tells this really funny story of like waking up one morning and being like, I have nothing to do, nowhere to be. And he looked out the window and he could see the Alps and they looked closer than they actually were. Mm -hmm. So he decided he was going to go climb the Alps. And he made it, like, as far as he made it. And it was like, well, I don't think I'll be accomplishing that today. But it was like an adventure. It's an adventure. You know? And now he has two families in France that he relates to as, like, his families.
0: Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I think, um, like, I think that the whole point of this conversation I'm having with you right now is that there's more than one way there are,
1: my mom always has told me, there are as many ways to do life as there are people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Do not try to duplicate someone else's path. There's only one you. You be you, let me be me, and let's honor each other in our own exploration. And you know what? Like, if the worst thing in the world is that student loan debt gets accumulated, you're not going no. it to die.
0: I mean, it'll out. figure itself out. Ubu. yeah i love that one of the things i really appreciated about that episode with lola was this idea of two things thinking about your future financial self when does it make sense to take on huge school debt does it make sense to do that when you don't really know what you want to do when you're not passionate what are some good responsible choices that we can make to support our future financial self And also I really, really resonated. We talked about this idea of you be you and I'll be me and that college, it's just an experience. Use it as an adventure. I would love to hear what you think. Pop in over um, on Instagram or on Facebook and let us know your thoughts. And I look forward to seeing you next time on University. Thanks for listening to University. If you like what you heard, I would be absolutely thrilled for you to share with a friend and equally grateful for you to rate and review on iTunes. It really helps. You can find more information and stay in touch over at university.u on Instagram or at university on Facebook and Twitter. I really hope to see you there. If you'd like support navigating the chaos and you're ready to create a more fulfilling life, I offer live weekly group coaching sessions every Thursday from four to five central time. It's a place to gather together be seen and heard, reduce your stress, learn how to take back control of your life again. Give the first week a try for free and check it out. You can find out more at the link below or ping me on Facebook and Instagram for more.